Hello, how's it going? You're listening to Patch Punks on Psyched Radio. Today is April 28th, right? It is indeed. Uh, 2022. It's a Thursday. I think so. That's what my phone says. It's a, Mine says um, as well, so unless there's a conspiracy against us. Right. I was writing down somebody's, um, I was writing down the date for someone today, and he was like, what year is it? And I said 2022, and then he didn't believe me. It's a little too far in the future to me. It's right? a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. So today on the show, we have a very special guest. We have Caitlin. Say hi, Caitlin. Hey, everybody. I'm Caitlin. This is Caitlin. Caitlin's in the studio here at Throw House Records. Uh, Throw House Records, if you don't know, is a DIY punk radio store, which is super cool. We do shows here. We hang out. We shoot the shit. We smoke cigarettes. We drink water. We drink sparkling water. We talk about various punk and non-punk related things. We drink pear juice. Pear juice? Mm-hmm. Where did you get pear juice? Good life up the hill on Cortland. Mm. Okay, so shout out pear juice. What's pear juice like, please? Pear juice kind of tastes like a pear, except it's been juiced, and right. it's even better. So mm. sometimes with pears, you have to be concerned about the mealy texture, but thankfully with pear juice, it's all golden, baby. Absolutely. Golden is good. We also have James in the studio. Say hi, James. Hi, James. Oh, that was good. We'll have you on the mic in a little bit sharing about your James experience. So, um, Caitlin, the question on everybody's mind, uh, what did you have for lunch today? Today for lunch, I cooked myself some kimchi grilled cheese. Often grilled cheese really hurts my tum-tum. Right. However, this was kimchi grilled cheese. I don't cook with a lot of oil. There was some asparagus there as well, but really just like a light grilled bit. Mm. Um, there was cheese as well, vegan cheese, which right. actually the technology is pretty good these days. It melts nicely. So mm. that is what I consumed. Last time I checked, vegan cheese wasn't really in. When Not w- the best. 20, when, when did 20, you check? 2020. 2020. Ago, yeah. uh, I do believe the technology has advanced. Okay. Well, that's so that's in everybody. Um, the technology for vegan cheese has advanced. <laughs> there is better vegan cheese. There is more melt. There's more melt action happening. So... Um, if you are vegan and you like cheese and you're listening to this show, then, um, go get some vegan cheese. Yeah. I think the time, the time is good for in the market for vegan cheese. We just listened to juice bumps. So juice bumps is a cool little post punk situation, Devo style, um, punk band, uh, that plays punk post punk music. And they are from San Francisco. Now all the residents are in Oakland and they are playing a show tonight. At the Knockout, um, which is a couple blocks away from here. It sure is. Uh, so they're playing at 8 p.m. You have to be over 21 or have a fake to go. <laughs> $7. Um, please go. And uh, what are we going to listen to next here? Next, we're going to listen to a band called Plosives. Mm. They're relatively new. They're pretty aggressive. Um, kind of funky, too, though. Mm-hmm. James, actually, you're the Plosives expert. How would you describe them? James, please. James, roll they, up. They make, they, make, they make me go soft in all the soft places. What he said. All right, James, run it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
I'm not pleased to announce that I s- earlier today I spilled sour cream on my sweatshirt. I'm very sorry to hear that. It's okay. These things happen. It's just part of the human experience. Um, there's currently some white stains on my sweatshirt, but I'm sustaining. You know, I'm doing my best. That's all you really can do. Yeah, my condolence. At least the sour cream provides plausible deniability. Absolutely. We all plead the fifth. Um, so, Caitlin, um, uh, you know, I, given by the fact that you volunteer at Thrill House Records, which is a punk uh, space, and you are on this show, which does specialize in punk music, um, I think it would be safe to assume that you're a connoisseur or at least a consumer of um, of punk. Is yes. this correct? Yes, all of the above. Okay, excellent. Now, um, I guess we can start with how long have you been involved in Thrill House and why? I have been involved in Thrill House for five years now. I first heard about them in 2017. I was on tour. The tour itself ended up being disastrous, primarily due to vehicular issues. And when the van breaks down, let me tell you, so does the social structure of of the group. But we did stop in Portland, went to Powell's Books. I picked up a copy of Maximum Rock and Roll, as one did when they were in print in 2017. Mm -hmm. And the cover story was about this little place in San Francisco, a place I had been intending to move at the end of tour anyway. Uh, about Thrill House Records. Right. And I was like, oh, hell yes. I need to check this place out. Mm-hmm. I developed this uh, delusion that I would show up at Thrill House and they would immediately take me in and the punks would love me and this would be my community and we'd be best friends forever. Right. Ultimately, that was the story, but it, mm-hmm. it was five years of hard work and here we are today. Absolutely, yeah. It definitely takes time and energy to be included in a community and find your niche. It took me about a year until I really started to get to know some of the people around here. You know, everyone's very, everyone's very nice and inclusive, but, you know, it takes a lot for someone to feel safe to let them into your own space, you know, and be a part of it. So, um, entirely. Now, do you still have that copy of Maximum Rock and Roll with the uh, Thrill House on the cover? Well, I actually asked my mom if she could find it because Mm -hmm. I think it's somewhere in my childhood bedroom in North Carolina where I stopped a little bit before I moved to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other day, a couple of weeks ago, I was at Amoeba Records in the Hate, and I saw th- a version of it there, and I really? picked up that one. So oh, so you have? So you have I have a copy, that? absolutely, if you'd like That's to read it sometime. I would absolutely love that, yeah. And I know Maximum Rock and Roll, we had a member of Maximum Rock and Roll on the show a little while back. I'm um, one as well. <laughs> Which one was that? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. I coordinate book reviews. Oh, okay, really. <laughs> so cool, if any of you know. listeners want to review a book, let me tell you, I got some books for you. Woo! All right, what... Um, what else are you going to mention? Rob Coons is on the show. Oh, he hell yeah. Rob, yeah. Um, I'm assuming. And so is Fred. And so, uh, you know, everybody here, everybody I uh, just listed has been involved in Throw House in some way, um, more specifically you and Fred. So it's kind of cool to see that connection. You know, the punk community is small in, in a sense, in that sense. Uh, so what, okay, so you review books. What kind of books have you reviewed? The first book I ever reviewed was an oral history of punk in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and throughout Southern California. And uh, that was really cool. There were people in there like Exine Cervanka, of course, from X. And one of the most interesting stories from that was, uh, so she s- was selling graves on over um, as a phone marketer, as a telemarketer to people. Selling grave. Selling grave sites, saying like, hey, get buried Jeez. here. Right. And then one day she showed up to work and the place was closed because it was apparently a scam and she had been scamming elderly people unwittingly. Mm. And then she was like, well, fuck this, left Florida and moved to Los Angeles. Right. And then made some history. 
Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So what's the worst book that you've reviewed then? The worst book that I've reviewed. Um, like, is there one where you Yes, there like, is one that stands out in my mind. Mm-hmm. It feels, I don't want to say the name of it. However, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Please. It was this person's memoir. And when a person writes a memoir, they might think that this drama that has happened to them is very important to their life. Right. And it might feel really important to them. Yeah. But when you read it, it's like, I just do not care. This is right. not the most interesting point of your life. And I yeah. don't understand these personal dramas you are True. describing here. Nor am I interested in them, nor are the readers of Maximum Rock and Roll. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that was good. Um, so I want to announce some shows that are happening. So I think that's what I'm going to do. But before I do that, I'm going to announce that there is an announcement at 7 p.m. At 7 p.m. is the uh, Doc O'Clock. So at 7 p.m. we knock on the window and we wave to our friend Doc who works the register on Thursday afternoon. So stay tuned for Doc O'Clock. It's the most important part of the show. You do not want to miss it. If you miss it, then you will miss a very exciting moment. Um, so some upcoming shows. We got the uh, saxophonist, sexy sax guy for Tina Turner and the Lost Boys playing at the Knockout on Tuesday, um, May 3rd, which I believe, if I've done my calculations correctly, will be next Tuesday. Yes, it's my so father's birthday as mm, well. Right on. Yeah. Well, happy, uh, happy early birthday yeah. to your father. I will convey that message. Thank you. Uh, will uh, he be attending... Uh, he is uh, several place. thousand miles away, but perhaps right. he is planning a guest appearance. Mm-hmm. Perhaps he is secretly planning to fly out for this event. Is he in the East Coast? He's on the East Coast, yes. He's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. And that's where you're from, I assume? That is al- unfortunately where I am from. Mm-hmm. But I think it is an important part of a punk's life to have a... A suburban a compli- back, backstory. Uh, yes, a suburban backstory, a complicated relationship with our hometown. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I would attest that I have the same... Uh, but okay cool so so yeah so sexy sax guy is playing with cobra Stormfucker, duck and the parasites and we hope your dad's gonna be there because i feel like he'll enjoy it i'll definitely enjoy it it's 21 up so if you want to go you got to be at least older than 21 or 21 or have a fake uh it's nine dollars to get in let's see may 13th we got lear is playing a house show at the hog house it's all ages uh, five dollars to get in Music 6 to 10, DM for address. It's going to be a fun one. If you know the Hog House, it's somewhere in the sunset. So if you don't get the address, just wander around until you'll find it. Um, and then on May 7th, which I believe is a Saturday. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Is that Saturday? Let's see. Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe it's a Saturday. Hog, so it's an outhouse production on May 7th. At Noise Bridge, which is 272 Cap Street, there's an all-ages show with Hog. Was it a Saturday? Saturday, yes. Okay, so it's a Saturday. Hog mm-hmm. is having their EP release with Repo Man, Grossero, and what? If you're not want to miss this, it's going to be really cool. They're having a cool little event at 7, and then bands are at 8. You do not want to miss this one. Uh, tonight, Juice Bombs, Pork Belly, a uh, band from LA I can't pronounce the name of, and Gummy's Junk will be playing at the Knockout at 8 p.m., $7, 21 up. So be 21 up or have a fake. Um, and yes, so that's going to be a good one. See, are there any other shows? Do you have any shows that you... Uh oh, the Chisel Spy Fentanyl Slugger at the X-Bar on May 12th. That is coming up. And that is exciting. I hope I didn't book anyone for that show because that's a Thursday. And I have tickets. I have two tickets. So if anybody has wheels, they got a ticket to the show. So let me know. 
send me a DM or send me a text. Anyways, that's what I got. Do you have any shows? Excellent. Well, I don't have any official shows, but let me tell you, uh, earlier today I was thinking, wow, we're almost halfway to Halloween. And in fact, halfway to Halloween is going to be this Sunday. Oh, And shit. so I was thinking we should have a halfway to Halloween open mic on Monday at Thrill House Records mm-hmm. starting at 6 p.m. And so as of now, I am announcing it. And it, perhaps it is only me playing on my little acoustic guitar. but Which it, would still be a great time. It would still be a dope-ass time, even if it's just me playing to the rats of Thrill House. Absolutely. And rats there are. Um, let's see here. I had a thought, but then I got distracted. So let me try to recollect my thoughts. Oh, yeah. So you... Have been involved with the open mics here. Yes. Right. You want to tell us a little bit about that and what that experience has been like? Yeah. So one night, our good friends, uh, current volunteer and volunteer emeritus, um, Aaron and Rachel, were out on the town and they were thinking, wouldn't it be really amazing to have an open mic at Thrill House? So indeed, they did book it. And this then this is back when uh, the store was a little smaller, right? Yeah, store's a little smaller. Uh, we hadn't expanded, so now we're like twice the size. So in the yes, in the current and the at the time kitchen, which no longer exists, it, we played some music, and that was the first day of the open mic. For a while, we were having it every Monday, but then that kind of leads to burnout. So now we're having it approximately once a month. And as I propose this coming Monday, so please bring your music, your comedy, your poetry, your art. You can stand there and cry for three minutes. Either way, we'll be applauding. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, let's... uh, Okay, now you can hear me better. Let's listen to a little bit more Juice Bumps. And then we can continue this discussion and stay tuned for 7 p.m. Dark o'clock on Psyched Radio SF. See, I've been listening to a lot of KQD lately, so I've been practicing my little radio voice.
say, pray loquito, so el te se listo por el mami's way, towards them me el te se besame, mi besita muchita, all them el te se chicas, hernitas, a mami's way.
get ready for baby's first lobotomy. Yeah, shut up, Dad. Nine more minutes for until Doc O'Clock. Stay tuned. You're listening to Pash Punks on Psyched Radio. We are here with Caitlin. Hello, Caitlin. Hello, Yuvi. All right. So we are. We just listen. Are listening to what is this that we're, we? Uh, we're listening to Nightbirds from New Jersey. Nightbirds from Jersey, all the way from New Jersey. Fuck yeah! It's seven till minutes. Seven mi- minutes till Doc O'Clock, seven p.m. and PST. But before that, I want to ask two things. One, what is your favorite kind of bean? And two, what was it like growing up in North Carolina and getting introduced to punk while living there? Favorite kind of bean? Uh, well, taste-wise, I really like a kidney bean. I would eat that with a lot of dishes. Uh, mm-hmm. But black bean works so well with so many things, particularly mm-hmm. with fried plantains. Also, fava beans just remind me of what my dog would look like as he was asleep. That's a good one. Uh, and also, they remind me of Hannibal the Cannibal. Um, what was it like growing up in North Carolina? Slightly abysmal. I went to a school that taught that uh, humans and dinosaurs were alive at the same time and the world was 6,000 years old. (laughs) Uh, It was not ideal. It was a rather lonely experience, but we did have a bit of a punk scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was this band I really liked called IED. They were fucking cool. They're actually how I learned about Up Ivy and all sorts of cool shit. I miss them a bunch. I played in punk bands. Wasn't a huge scene, but you know, 
we loved each other and we loved playing at Tremont Music Hall. Rest in peace, Tremont. What was Tremont? Tremont was the venue. Uh, there was another punk venue, and there still is. The Milestone, if you're ever on tour, you can play there in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, but Tremont was the all-ages one, so that's like, the only one I was ever able to play living right. there. And so, rest in peace, Tremont. So, real quick, um, I just wanted to go over uh, the word abysmal. So, uh, abysmal, it's an adjective, um, first meaning extremely bad or appalling, um, or two, very deep. I wasn't, so y- you were probably using the first definition. Yes, I was using appalling. However, right. I <clears throat> right. I do like to consider the abyss when it comes to existential matters and also when it comes to oceanographic matters. Mm. Please, uh, can you please elaborate? Yes. As a marine biologist, I do like to study the depths and see what's going on down there. What so is going on down there? A whole lot, let me tell you. So first of all, there are critters, and there are some strange critters down there. It's crustaceans? Kind of, crustaceans are among them, mm-hmm. uh, particularly some ones with some very long legs. Right. There are also some fish. But what's really interesting to me is that there's so much other stuff going on down there, too. Like, right. all the phytoplankton are settling down there, and they're hanging out, and they're taking the carbon that we're pumping into the atmosphere, and they're taking it and putting it in the deep ocean. How do they get it? They get it because they bloom up here, so kind of like trees, they mm-hmm. they need the carbon to be in their bodies so they right. can exist, and then eventually they die and they get transported through sinking and various other physical processes to the Absolutely. deep ocean, and then they hang out down there, and it's because this is happening that uh, climate change hasn't fried us all already. Interesting. So shout out to the planktons. Yeah. We all, that's what they were called, right? Yeah, the plankton. Shout out to the abyss. Shout out to the abyss. We love the abyss. Woo! There's a lot of interesting things that happen down there. There's fish with light bulbs. There sure are. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I'm always, I've been interested in those kind of fish. Do you know anything about those kind of fish? Yeah. So those kind of fish, uh, you're probably talking about angler fish. I am in fact talking about angler fish. They're really great. cool. So they have this thing that's a lure. And it is a light that exists at the end of this barb. And they use it to attract various animals that are mm. prey for them and can they turn it on and off uh i'm not sure about that actually mm-hmm. that's a really interesting question but oh here's an interesting fact about angler fish so the female angler fish are the big ones that you see going around hunting and in finding nemo for example but right. the males they're kind of pathetic and they mm. sort of have an almost parasitic existence uh mm. when it's mating time and it's time for them to reproduce they're much smaller than the females, so they latch onto the sides of them, and then eventually they get reabsorbed into the female's body, and they're kind of just like this weird growth that's there. Oh, that's gnarly. That's, I, I mean, I don't even know what to, what to think about that. That doesn't sound like a very fun existence. I wouldn't say so. No, I would argue that it's not empowering for anyone, but no. I, who am I to judge their relationship? Right, because maybe for them it's like, oh, wow, this is what I am alive for and I've succeeded and like I'm balling. This is good. This is good. What's happening? Is it true that we know more about the surface of the moon than uh, the surface of the uh, bottom of the ocean depth? I would argue that absolutely because there's not as much biological life going on on the moon so there's not as much complication sure it's just very geological absolutely um how much of the ocean do we really know i know it goes pretty deep huh it's difficult to have a percentage of that Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm yeah 
Yeah. I wonder what goes on in the ocean. Little fishies, maybe big fishies. And then I think, you know, like, there's there's a lot more ocean than, 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 um, what you might call it. There's more ocean than land. More Um, ocean than land. There's probably some swimming in there. Uh, there could be some crime, but who am I to, um, prescribe my laws to the sea? Right. There is no declaration of fish because, you know, the paper would just get all fucked up in the, in the, uh, water. Yeah. So there is no law. It's a lawless place, like the wild, wild west but the wild wild ocean and you know today has been a lot of very much so many air uh wind it's been very windy today and i've noticed that when i was walking here and i said to myself so what is it with the wind and all the uh relating streets in which the wind runs through and the way that the passage (coughs) runs in the rivers and uh you know the ecology of the whole situation and communicating towards uh, the application of such and where we, uh, you know, recycle and reuse cans as well as various hand sanitizing and cleaning solutions. And I just, you know, I think that really the production of post-it notes kind of paved the way for Sharpies to be able to um, <clears throat> accumulate and create ink in order to uh, signify significant significancies and to be able to better understand marine biology, punk, and... Uh, radio as a whole you know not to mention the uh the the waves that uh find themselves continually circling through the uh computer abyss you know abysmally going oh it's 7 p.m everybody it is oh my goodness gracious docs our friend docs working on thrill house right now oh no they're gone yeah i'll knock on the window all right What's up, Doc? How you doing? I hope the microphone can pick it up. How you doing, Doc? Oh, oh, we're waiting to hear how Doc is. Oh, Doc oh, is. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, if you can, if you can hear a clicking noise right now, oh, it's goodness. because Doc picked up a giant harpoon oh, and tapped goodness. it against the window, oh, the second floor, that which we are located. Oh, okay. Woo! Goodness gracious! Oh my goodness! Oh, holy okay. moly! Banana splits. I need a second. Let's listen to some music.
Nobody expects uh, the Spanish Inquisition. Our chief weaponry is the surprise, uh, surprise and fear, fear and uh, surprise. Uh, our two weapons are fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency. Our three weapons are fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency and an almost fanatical dedication to the Pope. <clears throat> You're listening to Patch Punks on Psyched Radio. We just listen to Bad Brains. The weather is about 57 degrees outside. We got a nice air thing going on. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the redistricting of uh, San Francisco's district and alignment into the uh, percentages in which the mayor um, distributes the uh, zip codes and the constitutional whereabouts in uh, that outline and adjacent to uh, the foam and glued um separately and together uh, as a result um caitlin comments yeah they're trying to split soma and the tenderloin and they have actually oh they went they went they done did it they uh it looks like they're finalizing uh uh the uh zip codes and i looked and unfortunately tenderloin is um set to be part of western edition and lower hate which on one hand you know <clears throat> You get, you know, you get a lot of uh, black voters from the Western edition, but um, Lower Hate is a lot mostly white people. So, you know, when you have a white vote in to uh, part of the transgender district and transgender district is like split in two. Yeah. Now what you have is like two halves of a transgender district and the uh, representation is lower. And um, I guess what you kind of see is like a moderate leaning um, district. Which, uh, as a result, at least what I think, uh, you know, uh, leads to gentrification, um, and because you know condos are more likely to, uh, you know, be passed. There's yeah. less um, incentive for preservation, and more like, hey, let's tear down these SROs and build these fancy condos, which you know hurts a lot of people that are houseless. Um, you know, it's not to say that SROs are like. A good place to live, but you know it's um, it's a very valuable resource for some. As an example, you know the transgender district includes Tenderloin and Soma. And to see it split is, it's you know it's there's definitely incentive there for people to tear down and build, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I mean the Tenderloin is like the last district to be gentrified, really, and it uh, looks unfortunately it looks like it's heading towards that's towards that uh, direction, but. An argument that I have made with my friend is like you can never really fully gentrify an area like 100%. Like the mission's always going to be the mission. Soma's always going to be Soma. And, you know, Tenderloin's always going to be the Tenderloin to some extent. You know, and that's just kind of how I feel about. It. That's what I think about that. Yeah, I'm sure all of this floats Mayor Breed's boat quite well. I'm sure. Yeah, she's like, oh yay, let's gentrify. Oh yay, let's push the homeless folks out and then people will stop blaming me for there being homeless people because they'll be dead or otherwise right uh incarcerated too yes that as well seeing this like reagan era bullshit from breed and it's like come on beebs like we don't need like this is not you know it's not helping anybody nope you know let's stop let's give people resources and help them rehabilitate instead of incarcerate them instead of someone in the cycle yeah, for that moderate crowd, I feel like a lot of it is just the they want to eliminate the aesthetics of poverty instead of actually in eliminating the inequality and the conditions that result in it. 
Yeah, because they don't want to look. You know, they don't want to look at it. They want to see it. Yes, uh, and there was that famous texting scandal that, for some reason, kind of left the public eye pretty quickly. Where London Breed was caught texting the police, like, "Hey, I'm having lunch here, and there's like a homeless dude to sleep on this bench. So if you could please make him go away." Really? Yeah. Oh, London man. Breed texting scandal. That's fucked up. Anyways, I, we don't like London Breed on the show. Isn't it? Oh yeah, story. yeah. I'm not the biggest fan, but you know, supporting all these things is it's interesting to see how it's being redistricted and stuff. But you know, so on and so forth. Um, so Caitlin, so Yuvi, uh, you play music. I do play music. What kind of music? Why? Why I like the auditory stimulation. Fair. What do you play? I play a number of things. So my first instrument ever was piano. I grew up playing piano as many a kid does i ended up studying classical piano in college which sort of took my love of music away from me for for a little while just Mm -hmm. because of the nature of the program that i was in uh but i still i still play piano uh mostly i play guitar Mm -hmm. these days um in my first bands i was a bassist for a while living in San Francisco, I was planning to do the same thing I did in North Carolina, which is get in a band and then slowly start writing songs for that band. Whereas today I've realized that the best thing to do is to just write the songs myself. And if anybody wants to collaborate with me, they are totally welcome to hit me up, please. Uh, but also I am happy as a clam writing my own silly goose songs. And clams are pretty happy. They're known to be happy when you survey them uh, and ask them, Say yes if you are not happy and don't say anything if you're happy. Most of the time, they don't say anything. Sure, of course, there's a 3% that do. Yeah, yeah. the clam depression rate is really low. Yeah, it really is. It's about a 3%, actually. 3.75439, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they just spend all day in the water, filtering out water with their buds. They're laying around, um, eating that plankton, living the good life. Yeah, that's the kind of life that I would like. Um, But yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Where can we we find your music? I haven't recorded recently, or not such that I've made available online, but I hope to be recording an, an EP or possibly even an LP this year. And I finished a song today, actually. It's called Crisis Line Birthday Party. What is it about? It was inspired by my friend who I called the day after his birthday about a year or two ago. I was like, how was your birthday? And he said there was this long pause. And he's like, oh, well... I called a suicide hotline and that mm. resonated. So I wrote a song called crisis line birthday party uh, for him. I've called the suicide hotline once. They're not very helpful. No. What they say is that they want to get you from a hot place to a cool place. And so, um, <laughs> that would make me want to kill myself even more. Yes. That has been my experience <laughs> as well. <Have> yeah. <laughs> I've actually wanted to kill myself more after a suicide hotline than before. Yeah. I found myself trying to act like they were helping to make them feel better, but I think that's not the point of the right. hotline itself. I had the same experience. It's fucking, I mean, it's just, I mean, who trains these people? But you can't, you can't be too honest with them or they'll send the cops to your house and the cops will come. Can they do that? Yeah. The cops will come harangue you. Oh, and maybe no. hurt your dog. Right, because, you know, 
cops is exactly what you want to see during a mental breakdown. Yeah. Um, I have not had a lot of positive experience with the police in my life. In fact, I've had very negative no. experiences with the police in my life. And yeah. so I think in a position of crisis, if cops showed up at my door, I would be most displeased. Right. Uh, however, my song is not super serious. Um, That's good. Thankfully. So. Yeah. Sometimes not being super yes. serious is nice. Yes. I would like to share it with you one day. Okay. Well, one day. When you have finished it, send it to me and we'll play it on the show. Fuck yeah. Uh, now we're going to listen to a little more of this one band called Anisia. Hooray. Anisia. And I don't know how to pronounce it, but they're local, so. Local is good. Okay. Local is yokel. Okay. Better 
know when you're trying to brush your teeth and you just you don't you know you 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 just miss that perfect amount of toothpaste where it's not too little not too much you not too I mean? much is a little overwhelming it doesn't happen that often but when it does my my am i in over my depths absolutely you taste what you have previously brushed and i feel like toothpaste is um to be tasted you know there's good flavors of tooth you know i think that there should be like kids flavors for adults i believe I both my brothers flaw or like still who are adults brush with kids flavors like yeah, yeah. mango flavored toothpaste it's a little weird to me yeah but, but I, I accept them i i just feel like i miss the kids like i miss brushing my teeth with like bubble gum and like i had like the disney princess toothpaste and also oh, yeah? had like yeah i had like toy story toothpaste and it was always good and it's like why does this taste good i thought you know is there sugar in there i thought oh, i was doing this because sugar was hurting my teeth i don't understand what's going on but why are adult toothpaste flavors so bad i really i really like mint but i think maybe the good taste of the kids flavors might have more to do with the cartoon characters that are on the front absolutely yeah that can only the only explanation yeah so we could there are plenty of adult cartoons these days so perhaps i could have some bojack horseman flavored um rick toothpaste. and morty rick and morty yeah smiling friends mr pickles Mr. Pickles is a good one. Have you seen Smiling Friends? I've, I don't even know what Smiling Friends is, my it's friend. It's a very interesting production. It's the um, it's the creators that made this parody of Rick and Morty. That was really good. It's weird. A animation. parody of Rick and Morty? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's really good. It's like uh, Rick and Morty go Australian. Oh. Yeah. Very nice. Like, Morty, get in the fucking hit, Morty. Wait, is this the one that came out that looked like it was made on MS Paint? I uh, maybe I don't. I don't and it was maybe, like we gotta go to Wendigo. <clears throat> yeah, we gotta, gotta go. go on a Bendigo. We gotta go to Bendigo, Morty. Yeah, yeah. I have seen that one. I was pretty good one. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so it's the same creators that did that. Yeah. But it seems that we're nearing the end of the show. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to give a special shout out to Please. my friend Michael Bernard Loggins, who I'm Ooh. told is waiting very patiently in Thrill House Records yes. to say hello to me. And Michael, my goodness. I will be happy to see you. Thank you for leaving notes on my, my doorstep today. Uh, Michael is uh, one of our favorite members of Throw House Records. And you can see him walking around making notes and always filling people's hearts. Yeah, he is a, uh, a famous writer. Um, yes. He's very wise and he is a dear true friend mm-hmm. to me and to many others. Where can we find some of his works? You can find his works um, by just Googling his name, Michael B. Loggins, if you want. Uh, He he has two books. One of them is called Fears of Your Life, Mm -hmm. and it was featured on This American Life, uh, which is on NPR. And additionally, there is Imaginationally, and that is the dictionary he wrote of all words he invented himself. Michael B. Longin? Michael B. Loggins. Longins. Loggins, like Kenny Loggins. Michael B. Loggins. Cool, right on. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the air, Caitlin. Yeah, thank you, you for having time. me on the air, Yubi. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, there's a sh- uh, there's a show happening tonight at Knockout. You should go to it. It's a good one. Yeah, and you should come see <coughs> Sexy Saxman <coughs> on May third. May third. That is correct. All right. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Uh, Thursday, we will be having our special Doc O'Clock every week at Thursday, 7 p.m. So stay tuned and um, stay safe and wear a seatbelt.
Goodbye. Bailando